we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to the sit down at a Purely Arsenal podcast. Two of us, just like old times. It's Neil Shaw, how are you doing, Neil? <laughs> Something's never changed, Joe. I'm great, I'm great. How are you doing? You all right? Good, good mate. We've been doing these twosomes, believe it or not, for I think since 2015 even. Wow. So, yeah, I looked it up the other day. We did a couple of two ones there, you know, where people can get on and me and you just jumped Gosh. on. Um, so, you know, for the, that's for the regulars that will remember us all the way back. But um, but we're here to discuss, not just to review all of our podcasts, we're here to discuss the Arsenal-Leicester <laughs> game where we absolutely pumped them with a 4-2 flattering scoreline, in my view. In fact, mm. your prediction, Neil, of the 6-0 quite could have come true without two little errors at the back where they weren't even in the game as far as I'm concerned that's my yeah, opinion yeah. on it but um, but mate uh, um, we don't need to do lineup questions at the moment because um, it was a lineup picked itself just because of last week's yeah. game I think the only one that I was thinking about was you know some people were saying you know Tommy Asu but I just didn't feel fitness wise anyone was ready anyway um, but yeah. again nice to see those players get a few minutes towards the end and be able to give yeah. them few minutes towards the end right in both of these games we've had a little bit of time just to be able to relax towards the end of games which i don't i can't recall having all of last season i don't know about you so that is that is unbelievably refreshing irrespective of who we've played and having a harder start last season and all that but neil i want to get into with you Mm. i know um you were streaming the game and I, i was kind of watching the game and then i had to watch it back but um i felt we started the game a little bit slow um, and obviously you're used to the Palace game, which was really fast start out of the blocks. It's a first home game. Obviously, maybe my expectations were a little bit high. Obviously, the heat was like some sort of record or, mm. or whatever. Um, I was a little bit concerned. And we made a few little errors um, at the back um, where Leicester felt like they were in the game. I felt like we were dominating the ball. Um, but it just took us a little bit of time to get into the game. What, what do you put? You can't start every game fast, but this was a huge game. First game at home of the season. Uh, did you have any concerns at that point? Um, I'll be honest with you. No, I didn't. I know, I know uh, they had a chance very early on. Uh, the defender, wasn't it? Um, he just broke through, just like a marauder. And uh, luckily, Ramsdale saved it. But um, even, though, even though I saw that, I just didn't. I knew we were going to be um, buoyant from our previous uh, first game proper and obviously the two two great pre-season, the last two great season pre-friendlies that we had, uh, season friendlies that we had. And um, I just thought, nah, it, it doesn't matter. We, we'll, we'll suck it up and we'll start. Maybe it was just a bit, start, a bit of a slow start for them just simply because it's their first game at home and the expectation was there already even after just one game of the season because we played very, very differently to what we've seen in a long time, Jack. And I think the crowd, they know that the crowd have suddenly got right behind the team. I think the crowd has got behind Arteta a lot more, whether that's because of also the the uh, the running of the documentary at the same time, I'm not sure. And then their fans are seeing a little bit more into how his world and how his mind is working. 
So it could be that there's a lot of expectations this early on in the season. You don't normally get this expectation, Jack, unless you're like already champions. It's a really bizarre feeling. Um, and um, it's like it's like those years that we were kind of in the doldrums just seem to have don't exist anymore. It's incredible how the fan base has turned around. I have to say that. It's in ma- amazing. Um, and there was a point in the game, which, uh, which I can touch on, if you don't mind, very quickly. Um, the two things which I, I will go back to what you said, but I mean, the two things which I took away from the game was hunger and, uh, and their attitude. The hunger part comes from uh, the fact that we conceded two, those two goals, which you just mentioned, and within two minutes, we scored again. Uh, and I've not seen that. Well, when have you seen that, Jack? It was last time you can remember this. Yeah. I can't. Simply, that tells me that the head's no longer dropping. If that had been asked for the, the seasons past, heads would drop. It'd be yeah. like, yeah, we, it got us, we were in control of the great game, but we've conceded. Oh, darn. And it could have quite well easily lost to, led to dropping points. But no, within seconds, back on it. So that's the attitude and the hunger. Oh, sorry, that's the hunger. The attitude. That's sorry. That's the attitude and the hunger, I guess. But also, I saw from the fact that Saliba, he um, he made that's that error for the, yeah. for, for the for the for the first goal. And what I loved about that is again, no head dropping. They just got back on with it. Um, and also, as a byproduct of mentioning that, the fans' reaction to him. And this is what I'm saying. I think the fans are really now behind with what we're trying to achieve as a club. And that is that can only be good news because it will be very difficult, I think, uh, Jack, this season, even for the big guns to come to the Emirates this season. They're going to find it tough. We're going to give them a, quite an oppressive atmosphere. I saw, I saw the makings of that last season, actually. The games that I'd gone to, even when we were playing dreadful, dreadful, Team, the fans were still singing. They were still singing and shouting. So I think I think we're really getting there as a unified unit now, uh, all round, all round uh, club fans. The the works, um, but yeah, I think it was just a, it was just a bit of complacency, maybe a little bit of expectation. Uh, we soon paid, put pay to it, didn't we? It didn't last long, to be honest. Oh, no, it didn't. Um, and um, you know, once once we got uh, our, our stride uh, into in, into our suppose just basically clicked back into gear. We we were again very very unstoppable, very unstoppable. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we will we'll talk about that a bit later. But gosh, our front lineup and our creativity is something to be old at the moment. Just long may it continue. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, no, uh, you, you're right, and it didn't like I wasn't trying to start on a negative either. No, I know you weren't. No, I just um, that's kind of you know if I was going in chronological order, that's kind of the way that the way the game went. And I remember feeling yeah. a little concerned. I was like a little concerned that first ten fifteen, <laughs> and obviously the Fafana incident, which I am not here to criticize. I'm here to praise Granite Jacker, but the one error he made was that he gave the ball away. Fafana ran through yeah. the middle. It was a good save by Ramsdale, but otherwise Granite Jacker had a superb game and a and a, oh. and, 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 a and a and a slightly different game for us, Neil. If we touch on. Uh, a Jacques yeah. a little bit. Obviously, I'm trying to delay us getting to Jesus because I don't think we're going to be able to get off him 
once we get to him. But because um, he's, he's, I mean, he, I mean, two goals, two assists. What, what more can you ask for on your home debut? You know what I mean? But in Jacka, what we saw from him, I wouldn't say is something we've regularly seen from him. In that he playing in this attacking eight role, which he has been doing for a while, but he's he's. His ability to actually get forward and get into a real attacking position, even as early on as like the fifth minute, Neil, where he was yeah. on goal and the ball from party was just a little bit too much. And obviously, Jack's yeah. speed maybe not quite getting there. But I was watching it going, I don't, he doesn't find himself in these positions that often, but it, it happened all game and it was no coincidence he yeah. got a goal from it. Um, yeah. And isn't it just like Granite 10 Live Jacka, where you're thinking just maybe. We're gonna get that player in to to fill the left eight <laughs> role, and suddenly he shows you a whole new dimension of his game. You can, and even even the most even the most um sort of logical fans are going, "Hang on a minute, what's this? Maybe we maybe we never using him right after all." But he had a fantastic game, Neil, didn't he? Brilliant. He, he does that for his um uh, he does that for his uh, country, doesn't he? A lot. He a little bit more. A lot, lot yes. Better. Yeah. You feel like you have more time at international level, and you know you don't get that time in the oh, Premier no, League. Yeah, I get it, I get it, but, but it, it, I've not seen that from him. No. no, I couldn't believe it. And the epitome was his goal because he was there again. That was like a being in a poacher's position, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, we can't. He's, he's undroppable at the minute, Jack. Even if we get someone in, and we we, we did mention it, didn't we, on the in the, the last one that we do need, which probably I, I feel we do. Because I worry about either him or party going missing for whatever reason that might be. Big drop off, and then yeah. what? Like, it, it's going to be a huge drop off, um, and then you think, well, who can we bring in? Yeah, we've got options, but you know, even if we, even if then we brought in uh, Tini, started playing regularly, and we got Zinchenko to move into the middle. I don't think he's quite that kind of player. Uh, he's not the Xhaka party kind kind of player, is he? So uh, I don't know. So that worries me. That position. I still think needs someone to come in, but as you said, ironically, how the hell we can't we can't blame straight away because you can't drop Shaka. He's doing ever so well. No, not I just, I just like, yeah. I, and do you know what? I, I still feel like he's he's the unspoken leader. I, I do. Oh, without I do. Doubt. I, yeah, I, no, I've agreed I, with that I, for I, a while. Yeah, I, I know that he. Um, I know that he fell, you know, obviously after that controversy, was it was that the Palace game? I can't remember where he, he threw a hissy fit. I can't remember which game it was now. He chucked his yes, shit off. And yeah, Palace. He, yeah. Had, you know, he, had a, he had that thing with the fans. And yeah, even I said, I, I just don't want to... I, I, I've got to admit, I, I've, I, I remind everyone, I said, I don't want to see him in the club anymore after he, his reaction. Yeah. But what a turnaround. And now he's doing this? Really? Yeah. He's, he's, he's playing like the shadow captain's role. And he's actually playing good football and getting in good positions and doing probably what Wenger saw in him all those years ago. And it's come to fruition maybe a little bit too late, but it's yeah. better late than never. Uh, I was so impressed with him. I, uh, there was um, a tweet by Arsenal, the Arsenal uh, account. And they said, who would you give for man of the match? I actually gave it to him. I know Jesus was outstanding and he was, yeah. by all accounts, man of the match. But I gave it to him simply because I've never seen anything like right. that from him so before. So out of the ordinary, yeah, yeah. Which is not, not not being harsh on him. It's just saying that, um, you know, which we no, which we have been in the past. But 
it, the productivity in the in the final third isn't something we've had from any of our central midfielders. I mean, it's something we which why we were talking about Tillemans and people like that in the last podcast. Who, by the way, was absolutely anonymous in this game. But but yeah. uh, I, think, I think it was one of the first subs off as well. Maybe that's got something that to do could, with what that happened. That could but, be the yeah. I heard the yeah. song. I heard the song. Very clever, Arsenal fans. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, it was good. It was good. But but, but mate, as as we're talking about Jacka, the, the first goal, lovely intricate move. Um, but it was his yes. assist as well, oh, wasn't it? It was gosh. his assist. What a beautiful move! Oh, all of them though. I mean, Jesus thought it, it was everyone. From what I remember, Jesus was actually doing something on the side, on the on the on the, on the right of the wing. He got past his man, and then Martinelli got involved, and he did some hard work. It was it was Martinelli's. What again? What something different from him? He's. I, I've always said he's he's got everything. I've always said that I think he's going to be one of the best in the yeah. Prem, if not the world. He's going to be a world beater, that, that kid. But his energy levels, he's almost like resigned himself that year. And as you quite rightly said, he said, look, I think he's going to stay on that side. He's not going to come central like I was asking Arteta to do at one point. Um, but his work rate and his energy and his pace, Jack, is something else. And he just bamboozles defenders mm. to no end. And, you know, the last couple of games, we've seen that. And I'm so glad he's starting every game. I'm so pleased. That's the only way he's going to, you know, improve and he's going to develop. And um, I'm so glad that Arteta's got that faith in him to do that. And it was his movement at the start, uh, I mean, after the, Jesus done what he did, to give that chance to, to, to lay off, for the layoff from Shaka. At the end of the day, although it was Shaka's assist, I think all the work, the hard work was done by initially by Jesus and then Martinelli. Um, but what a goal. I mean, it just shows how many different attributes has this lad got? He not only can do the poachers, just being at the right, he's got an instinct to be at the right place at the right time. He's a proper poacher, Jack. He's not just a proper poacher. He's also got the skill to do something sublime as that chip. I mean, yeah. there, was, there, was, there were bodies in front of him. Ours yeah. and Leicester's. Yeah. And he still executed it perfectly with speed. You know, this is vision. This is instinct. This is all the all the, the predatory instincts of a proper striker. And I think I think uh, they said his best tally for City was 14 goals, I think. 14 or 15. Yeah, he's not, he's not being massively races. prolific. But, no, he, but he's also no. not started anywhere near what he's going to start for us. Knock up, touch wood that he's fit and, and not centrally either, but go on, yeah. And despite that, Jackie scored 58 goals for them. Even despite that, yeah. he's still got a 50, he's still bad 58. So that can only be a good thing for us. Yeah. And in know? Brazil, he was regarded as really prolific. And, um, you know, the closest thing that they, at that time, they, they were basically calling him the young Ronaldo. But, but right. um, you know, in Brazil, so I never watched him in Brazil. But when he came over to City, I remember that sort of vibe that he had. But he was regarded as absolutely lethal. But then Pep um, started to use him as this sort of versatility player, plays right, plays left, plays central, doesn't start, sometimes does start, other times. Then they started playing the false nine thing, obviously they had Aguero, all that sort of stuff. But um, but he seems to be loving, um, oh. obviously early days, but loving like Does he remind you of anyone, Neil, of our strikers of the past, anyone or, or other strikers that you can compare him to? Obviously, you don't want to put him into a bracket, but... I think he's, 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 his, own, he's his own player, he's his own man. Um, but that, that that predatory style and and just being there at the right place reminds me a little bit of Wright. 
Yeah, I felt right then, a lot on this weekend. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And but he's also he's not like Henri, but he's just his like Henri had that uh just that instinct. He knew where to put the ball to score. Um he he could do silly stuff like that, a bit like that shit that Jesus done. He's got he's got a bit of both. I mean, but I I like just to see him as his own player. Because I don't want I don't want the fan base like saying, Oh, you're the new in right, you're the bit of Henri, you're this, you're that. I just want him to develop his own character, which I think he's he's doing and he'll continue to do so. Um so I would just like to say he's Jesus, he's himself. Yeah. Um and what what he it, it, again it's just another thing again goes to the attitude, which I think is infectious for everyone else, especially Martinelli. Because him and Martinelli are starting to develop a, a good relationship. And then obviously you've got Shinchenko behind Martin and he's all doing what doing what he's doing. Um, and that can only enhance Martinelli's play, which I think it is. But again, his attitude for the fact that he scored those two goals, he's played brilliantly. He could have just said, you know what? Yeah, time for me to come off, uh, boss. Let's give Eddie a go. All right? Nah. He wanted that third goal straight after he got the second. And he wanted that third goal right literally to the end. Yeah. And that just shows, tells me so much about yeah. the player. And he was a little upset does. at the, I mean, he was very happy. Yeah. Definitely a little upset because, you know, obviously you had that, that chance um, down, 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 the, down the wing, I think or maybe at 1-0 or 2-0 yeah. where we probably should yeah. have scored it. He had that one should've. that he created from, from Ramsdale's kick, which was from nothing really. Oh, when he backs into Evans and six foot three and just ruins him. He could have gone and, down and he could have got the penalty. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah, well, I speak. think... I want to say, I've got to rewatch that, but I want to say that was a last ditch tackle that hit it into the goalkeeper, not necessarily his touch. So maybe it was actually, you know, uh, it was a good tackle. I've got to watch it again. But either way, I mean, again, creating stuff out of nothing. Um, he did feel a bit right to me. Obviously, right, from, from my perspective, Ian Wright was yeah. probably the best finisher I've seen at Arsenal. Um, I mean, you had your moments with Eduardo and I think yeah. RVP was up there. But in terms yeah. of longevity, Wright was probably, in Elka even, but Wright was the best finisher. Oh, yeah. And obviously, I'm not saying Jesus is that level finishing-wise, but in terms of his movement and his ability mm. to know where the ball's going to drop, like the second goal, for example. Um which is just yeah, little rat boy that he is. Um, little rat boy. I absolutely mm. hate him. And I don't know why oh, he's still starting from, by the way, because he's been he's about over a year past it, Vardy. And they've got Ian Acho, mm. and I don't know why they keep starting Vardy. I was quite happy when I saw him on the team sheet, to be honest, because his, mm. his movement's nowhere near as good as what it was. Nah. Um, he's, he's, I mean, he's not, he's, his record's nowhere near as good as what it was over the last year or two. But yeah, great poacher's goal. I think it was a Martinelli corner, wasn't it? And it flicked on. Yes, we it did was. that quite a lot, those sort of near post corners that were being flicked on. Um, we did that mm. quite a lot later on in the game as well. But and then we're, and mm. then we're Two up. I mean, the XG, which is basically your expected goals, ours was at like 2.8 yeah. for this game. I mean, which is really high. And theirs was 0.7. Mm. So we, we're basically saying we should have won the game 3 0. And we effectively, you yeah. know, were close enough to that. But, but, um, but yeah, like you said with Jesus, two, two brilliant early goals must have settled him really well into the game. Maybe he felt like he should have got one. Um, l- last week, you know, but um, that's two goals, two assists in his first two for Arsenal. It's always good to see you. Striker get off to a get off to a start like Ooh. that, isn't it? It's always really really good, and obviously just carried on from preseason. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought we were playing some really fantastic football in that first half, you know, and a lot of it coming down the left side, like you said, that Martinelli Zinchenko Jesus link up, and Jacker having a huge part to play as well. 
Um, and it's amazing how quickly it switches. We we're saying offline that, you know, the Odegaard Saka link up was everything last season, almost too much. Absolutely. If that wasn't there, we really struggled to produce. Yeah. And it's so nice, I felt, to, to to watch a game where you're not you've not putting that mass responsibility on just those two players once again. And and we're starting to to to, to look deadly, you know, from all sides. I think that's really, really huge. Um Neil, I, I didn't think they were in the game. I, I didn't even think they were in the game when the goals were coming back. Um I, I was like they came out of nowhere. But at two nil, we had that penalty moment. What yes. were your thoughts on that, the the Rams Del Vardy incident? Not a penalty. Right, same. And What's I don't know your what thoughts on to... what was Ramsdale doing there? Yeah, yeah. What's he doing? But it did, but yeah, yeah. I think he's still got having these moments, isn't he? I, th- I, I was, I was saying in the last but the same thing that look, he is not. I don't think he's the finished article by far, but he's young, and he's got to learn. And Arteta, and he's got a great, great setup behind him, and they'll go through that with him. They hundred percent. From what we've said again, I know I keep highlighting this documentary, and maybe I shouldn't. But from what we've seen of it so far, I think there's six episodes in now. They are really one. They've got you've got the general coaching system. Then you have the one to one. You've got literally someone on each player takes them into they take them into a back room. They rewatch everything, which I presume happens anyway. It's been happening for years, but from the, from, I've never seen it before, so I can only speak about it now. And I think because of that, I think they will sit him down and say, "Look, what, look, let's look at this. There was no need for you really to come out like that, was there?" and um, and I think he will, well, we hope, touch wood, he will improve on all that. He's got to learn. We were saying it in the last pod, Jack, he's a young, still a young player. Um, and look, it didn't cost us anything. At the end of the day, I mean, that didn't even lead to a goal anyway. It didn't lead to a penalty. But on another day, you're right, it could have done. So what was he doing? And I think hopefully he will get that stuff out of his game. He'll take it out and remove it and we'll be fine. I think he's still the keeper for us. And I think he will be for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, so um, yeah, and you know he does he does these moments. But even in the Palace game, he made a couple of mistakes, and then he came out with well, you could say two good saves, but especially the one the the second of save that he made, where he made himself look big. You know, he's got all of that. We know what he can do. He that distribution from the goal, the, the moment that we just touched on, that was a great clearance, straight literally to where Jesus was. He, he's he's got bags of talent. He just needs to fine-tune himself and I'm, I'm sure that will come with with age and it could come as quickly as this season because we need it to yeah we need it to. yeah absolutely I, I mean it, this season he is a distinct number one and I don't think it's offended Matt Turner so we are you know maybe relying on him more not to become mm. complacent um, you know as opposed to last season also I think we've had goalkeepers in the past Neil and this is my worry this season a slight worry mm-hmm. I, I really like Ramsdale I mean you know I, I am very well known as, as when we signed him being quite um, critis- um, critical of making such a huge purchase on a goalkeeper who I believe to be being purchased as the backup goalkeeper at the time because a lot there was a lot right. of discussion about well he hasn't shown any inkling that he's going to drop Leno basically um, but, mm. but that, that was clearly as soon as I saw that was clearly not the thought process and this was a quick change that he was looking to do um, I, I, I pretty much backed Ramsdale since that point even though I didn't know a lot about him and the, the reviews of him weren't, yeah. weren't great and I thought he had a fantastic season even though it deteriorated off but my, my, my point yeah. with it is um, we've had some goalkeepers in the past Chesney I'd say even Layman to a certain degree that when it's quiet at the back and there's not a lot to do can they keep their focus and I think 
touch wood, we're going to have a lot of games where it's going to be quite quiet at the back because we're playing higher up the pitch. We've got better centre-backs than we've ever had, in my opinion, since the Torrey Campbell days. And he is going to have moments where he's like, I've got to stay focused here because something's going to happen, but it's not yeah. happened yet. And that was that sort of moment for me where mm. I'm not involved. I'm not, I don't need to be involved, but I'm going to get myself involved. And he get needs to, involved. Yeah. And he needs to learn that, you know, if it's not there for you, don't need it because, because basically Vardy, although it wasn't really, you know, a hugely dangerous moment now. And I think the defense could have covered it. I can't remember exactly where Gabriel and Saliba were situated, but I wasn't massively concerned. Um, but Ramsdale got, flew out of his box. And um, I think, although, you know, it wasn't a pen, I agree, we're a little lucky to get away with that. Because there was, you know, I think Vardy initiated the contact, but there was contact. And when, mm. you, when I watched it, I was like, it's not a pen. But I also said in my head, I went, there's no way they're overturning it. Um, that's the weird thing. Wasn't Mike Dean officiating the bar as well? Yeah, well, that's probably what it was. I think it was James on the text. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, he's not going to overturn it. And then I saw he did. But, you know, small thing. And I, I think we probably should touch on the second goal as well um, mm. with that. And I, I think he should do a little better. Um, yeah. You think so? Yeah, he should have stopped that. That angle, that angle, you can't be letting any player get past you at that angle. Look, don't don't get me wrong. I thought the actual build-up play for Bristol was actually quite good. That was really their best moment in the game, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, it was very good build-up play. It's not, I mean, I mean you can criticise defence again, defend, the defensive uh, uh, situation or the setup for our defenders. But that was a, that was a good goal. If we'd done that, we would have been well chuffed. Um, so I give credit to, for their movement. I think Ramsdale, yeah, he should be getting to that. He should be doing better. Um, so, yeah, look, we don't want to make this into a negative pod because it's not. It's by far that. But if we're going to be critical of anything, it probably was those two areas or that error for, for that goal and maybe the earlier error, as we just talked about, for him being a little bit reckless, just a teeny bit reckless. And I think, bit, yeah, I didn't think, and I didn't think of that, Jack. I think that's a great point. It's about the focus because if he's quiet, how does he keep himself in check? thinking there was an argument well, about that last sorry to interrupt you there was an argument about that no, last no. week Neil wasn't there you know we were really all on top of Palace and for me the slight trigger was Ramsdale getting the ball and he played it to one of their strikers and their fans got up and then he did it again the second yeah, time that's right. Right? and then they started to I'm sure it wasn't directly the trigger but again quiet not a lot to do and suddenly you're making a, a making you know you're building up they're, they're encouraging them you know and um, I felt that a little bit last season, though I, I, I don't think he had as little to do. I mean, I think they had seven total shots, yes, um, sorry, on, yes. on Saturday. And, you yes. know, hardly any of them were really of note other than the Fafana one and two goals, one of them being of our own mistake. Um, so, um, yeah, that was just a slight concern. Just a slight concern. I mean, we got no, no, I'm, I'm, I think you're right to bring it up. I'm not saying that's what that's the whole reason why we do these things. We, we do it as we see it. Um, I I, th- I think you're right to be slightly concerned. I just think we're, I, I just think he'll be all right. I, I've got this utter faith in the lad that he'll be all right. And the fact that see the difference between this season and last season, he did definitely there was definitely a drop off in him, definitely yeah. because he started so bloody well. That's the thing. He was just so good, and everyone was like, "Whoa, wow!" And he proved yeah. so many people wrong. I, I just I think I've got all right. He's got a year experience on that now. He's got nine months experience on that now. And I think we're just going to be such a different 
kettle of fish this season. So I think we're going to be up there, Jack. Yeah. And I think that will, that will boil all the players. And you've seen him, you've seen it again, I'll bring up the documentary, I've got to stop doing this. But you've seen his reaction, even if he, when he concedes he's pissed off, it doesn't yeah. matter if we won the game. So it will, it, it will be asking himself the questions, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. he'll be saying to himself, I shouldn't have let that goal in. I shouldn't have done that thing that could have led to a penalty early on, you know, in the first half. So, you know, let's hope he addresses it, not just by his coaches, but by himself. I think, yeah, I think he's let's, a clever let's, bloke. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's see how the next few games pan out. And I'm expecting the same for the next few games, at least. I think they're all winnable, the next, what, three or four? I even think Man United is probably the first big team that we play on paper. Um, I think that's we're very winnable, considering where they are at the minute. So let's see how he does in the next few games, where again, I think what you're talking about, the quiet moments, we're going to probably expect a few more of those. Let's see what happens. Yeah, on the second goal as well. I mean, I can't not... Zinchenko was livid uh, um, after the second goal. I don't know if you saw the reaction, but he was was livid. And I'm just kind of stopping and freeze-framing it, but I wish I could could get to the point where I can share the screen. Got to get a bit more high tech with that sort of stuff. But yeah, which we could just throw it. But but on on, on the freeze-frame, he just... He finds himself a little bit high and wide, um, Zinchenko, but I'm not certain, you know, really it's his man. It probably is, but he would have to be really deep to be on that right wing. I can't remember the name of the lad that's coming off with a ball, but then it basically Zinchenko finds himself in a two on one position and maybe he could do a little bit better to stop the ball to Madison. But again, it's hard to know where the danger is. If he's going to cut inside and shoot, Zinchenko needs to be there. So mm. I, I find it unlike um, against Palace, where I felt Zinchenko found himself a little bit vulnerable in the second half a couple of times against IU. This one, I, I mean, I, I, I would lay a little bit of blame at, at Zinchenko because I think positionally when they had the ball, he was just a little bit too high. but um, And that's what caused him to be out of position and, and cause this overload on the right, uh, on their right wing, our left side. But And you've seen that a little bit from Zinchenko. I mean, I think he's looked fantastic. I think he's looked really good. I, I can't tell you how um, excited I am to have a left back like that, that is so attacking, so forward thinking, so good on the ball. Um, the, the the thing that tells me, I know he picks up, <clears throat> excuse me, sort of central midfield positions a lot, like very different. Um, we play very different in that way, very similar to City. There's not a lot of teams that do it that like mm. quite like that. Um, very, very similar to City. And obviously you can see why we bought him. But um, my, my, uh, the reason I, I sort of, question the left eight scenario or will he fill the role in Jacker's absence is um physicality I think I think it's physicality I don't mm. think he's a hugely physical player which is which is fine um for the position he's in because he's so technically good on the ball but Jacker in you know in central midfield you, you have to have physicality and I think under Mikel Arteta I think he likes stature there too I think he does I think he likes having players that are six foot plus I don't know what height Tillemans is but I, I'm guessing he's around that area so um, I, I, that's what makes me question it but as a left back a very unique one I think he offers a lot of stuff that we've lacked even through Kieran Tierney in terms of an attack Correct. Six, Neil. Correct. and I think it would be really nice um we were talking you what do you th- let's say what you said what, what do you feel in the big games is one where I question it you know the ones where you got Salah or Son or um you know um a, 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 an Alvarez or, or, or Mares coming at you um what who would you play there I'd rather play Tierney but then you said off off, off air but what does that tell what, what does that how does that affect him how does that affect Shinsinchenko? Because if he's 
played every game up till that point and he's done all right and we've so we've had great results up to that point and all of a sudden you've got Arteta to thinking right now we've got the big guns the real big guns can he be, be as good defensively is he as quick going back which we haven't really seen I think I think even City fans would admit that he was probably better going you know towards goal rather than back to cover ours um so you question that, but then what does that do to his mind? But is he accepting the fact that maybe for the betterment of the team? Oh, you still there, Jack? Yeah, I'm still, there. I'm still Oh, there. gosh, I thought I, lost I, feel, I, I, I was um, dazing into your eyes. <laughs> Shut up. That's what it was. I've got I, I, dark circles. I've had no sleep. Like, mate. the heat here is unbelievable. <laughs> Stop it. You look but, delicious. Um, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> you broke the Hey, focus in now. Focus in. Right, do a Ramsdale. Focus, focus. Well, um, do you know what, Nick? Just, I'm really talking I, about the away I, games because I think in the home games, right. I think we're almost at a point now where we are going to say, no matter who we play at home, we're going to take the game to you. I think we're getting to the point where we be- we believe in our our ability that much. So, But the, but away, you going around, Field, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Like, maybe, maybe it is a tyranny, you know? I, I think know. so because I don't think I don't think we can play Zinchenko when Shaka and Party are fit. I think he, we do need the presence. So I, I do worry about his his stature. I don't think he's going to be one of those ballers, one on one ballers, especially with the right, really the big guys. I just can't. Can you see it? I can't see it. Not from, um, right, no. so, Not from a central so, position. I, I, do you know what? From a mental point of view, I think he'll be all right if if he if he does drop in for TNE. He'll understand the reason why. And then the yeah. day he's going to have to think. You no, know, end of the day, these players, as hungry as they are, which is good for us as fans, we want them all to be hungry. But at the end of the day, he'll, they'll probably appreciate that. Actually, no, look, this is the best for the team for today's game. And and the boss will the boss will I think manage it well. We've questioned his player management in, in the past. Mm-hmm. I think now he's got. It's almost become his team now, hasn't it? With, yeah. with the exception of a few, it's almost become his team. He's probably sat them all down and he's probably said to them that, look, they are going to be changes here and there. Yeah. But before, whilst before in the past, it might have been because they weren't playing well. Now it's almost because you are playing well, but even to for, for the best for the club on this day, on this match, we have to make these quite slight adjustments. And it's not to say you won't be involved in the game, Jack. No, if, no, no, if, no, no. If, we, if we're doing well, like you suggested at one of the away games, and we're doing really well, he might then switch it and take Tierney off, which is probably a good idea initially because... We're all questioning how many minutes can we give him anyway? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I worry about Tierney every minute of the day, Um, fitness wise. But you know, he he does look fit. I mean, Arteta alluded to him being ready to go Mm. um, this weekend. You know, if he was ready to go last season, he's he's straight away back into the team, and that's the that's the great Mm. that's that that's the sign of of an improvement in in quality. You know, where you don't have to rush him, you don't have to rush Tommy Asu back into an away game against Newcastle when he's got you know no calves left yet, which is really really good. So all these question marks we're having, these are all good things, um, but you can't help but think it, you know, oh, how, how do we play for that game? Because I'm seeing this and uh, you just start to think it, don't you? You just, you can't help but think, um, you know, how the team might adapt to different types of situation. A couple of other players that I want to touch on as we touch on the game mm. and, and the goals. And I think Saliba's been faultless almost in the oh. two games, but obviously he made one big error. Um, yeah. which the fans completely supported him. Even when he made it, I was like, all right, get your head up, son, because you're amazing. And um, But it was an error. It was an error. It was a ball over. I think it was a header, looping header over the top. Yes. 
and he just he just misjudged um you know where, where the goal was at and whether yeah it's just a misjudgment but otherwise Neil I think he was fantastic again unbelievable I mean the guy is just just such a presence back there and the fans knew it too didn't they you could tell the reaction he probably sleep is probably looking going wow but um but we, we you know we know when you're onto a good thing and that's what it is isn't it Neil absolutely he's a star we've not had it in this since the likes of Campbell and Adams and that lot we've not had anything like this have we we've been crying out for a leader we've been crying out for a proper captain for years not seen the likes since Adam stroke Vieira and I think to the same extent we in it for for a different reason crying out for a proper central defender and we've got and what we've been we've actually got two or three now in theory and this is this is the this is the beauty of it like you just said don't have to rush the likes of Tierney and Tommy Asu back. We've got White and Sinchenko now. And then you've got Saliba, you've got and Gabriel, who are just forming the greatest of partnerships. But Saliba's the one, you know, gosh. It, I think he bought them roughly at the same time, didn't he? I think he did. Mm. Or they came to the club roughly at the same time. Well, hold and, on, sorry. Um, Saliba uh, was bought from the previous administration. Um, oh, from, so gosh, he, came, he was... Um, yes. Under Emery, Emery, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was under was Emery. Emery? I, or it, yeah, well, it, it was. De- it was definitely not Arteta, but I believe it was under Emery. He's been loaned wow. out for what two, two and a half seasons. It must have been under Emery. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah. there you go. Oh, and that touches um, back on but, your characterization of Arteta. You know how you just spoke about it. Um, mm. you know, in terms of his player management, I think Saliba was mm. a bit a big a big turnaround turning point for me because you know there's been a lot of players that he's shunned aside, and and that's been it. Orba, Pepe, Guendouzi, and I've agreed with all of those ones, by the way. But a lot of people have said, well, can't you reconcile with a player? And I'm not saying there was a rift between Saliba and Arteta, but there was clearly something not perfect there when you've loaned out a player twice in a row without even giving them a kick when they've been signed for 30 million, you know? And that's why, I mean, his comments on him are are, are really good as well, really good to see Mm. on on Saliba, aren't they? So carry on. Yeah. No, no, no. I I I think he's going to be... uh a stalwart for us. He's going to be undroppable as well. And God, the guy is just so composed, Jack. It's ridiculous. It's like he's a seasoned veteran. Yeah. It's like he's played the premiership all his life. Right. Van yeah, Dijk, no, better watch out. I think Van Dyke's mantle's going. He's going to be sleeve. going to be the best defender in the Prem. Yeah. I, I can't see anyone else. Tweeted that week ago, yeah. I said it's going to be, it's going to be a question mark over who's better, him or... And it's interesting because I talk to a lot of Liverpool fans and they've got um, a centre-back called Cunyate who is a um, really good French young centre-back. And uh, I said, I said I haven't watched enough of him, but Saliba's better. I said, it doesn't matter what you're saying. I know he's had about the same amount of caps for France. I said, but if he's not starting a few weekly because they still start Matip when he's fit, I went in Saliba's better because he'd be starting um, as soon as he came into that squad. I'm just telling you. And, and, and it's interesting to watch um, Fafana, who was a player that, played with Saliba at St. Etienne. Very similar, um, weren't they? Weren't they they, they were a centre-back yeah. partnership and they were both highly talked after and someone went, oh, look, they got Fafana. And even I said, you know, they got him and then put him straight into the team. But I tell you, Fafana looked all over the place in this game. Now, they might have something to do with his pending future changes, but Martinelli was all over him like a rash. He made him look really vulnerable. And I, I was watching it, Neil, and I was watching it going, you know, you... I'm not certain anyone does that to sleep. I don't. Martinelli's one of the best attackers in the league, but let's see. Yeah. Let's see. I want to see when you put yeah. him up against the top teams. Let's I want to see. see someone rinse him. They might do it once. Might do it once with the ball, but 
Martinelli did it like six times to him in the first half of Fana. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing that vulnerability there, Neil. He's, he, he just isn't vulnerable. He just shakes things off. I mean, I was watching him really closely after that own goal. It's like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. Do you know what I mean? He's, it's made of something else. He's like the Terminator. Honestly, he's some, He's not fully human. Honestly, no, this, he's, not human. he's not fully human. And I'm not watching it going. This is. This is something special. I think that's why the fans, like you said, you know, the, the, the environment, the the spirit in the fan base, you know when you're on to, to something, something good's building, you know. You don't know where it's going to go this season and such, but you can feel something good's building. It's not just early I'm days. I'm glad but... the fans have recognised that as well, Jack, because it, you know, it, it means so much. Can you imagine um, being on that pitch, Jack, and doing, you know, causing an own goal? And it, the feeling must be desperate. You, you must be devastating. The fans just to lift you immediately. Immediately, it's what we need. It's yeah. what we need. You've not seen this for years again. You know that's why it is important. Some people say, "Well, they people talk about twelve man the fans. That's ridiculous." It's done. No, it's so important. You don't know how important it is because we immediately responded in a positive way, even though it was the goal conceded. And you know, it was two one. It was fragile. We weren't. It's, it's not like. You know, it would have been a different context if we were five nil up, and that happened. And he was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, all right, don't worry about it." And the fans are still cheering, but we we responded two one. There was only one goal difference then, yeah. and yeah. I, I love that about the fans. I love their reaction. But Saliba is something else, mate. He's something else. And yeah. my only concern, you know, you ask about me about concerns. I don't have any concerns on the pitch at the moment. I'll be honest with you, I don't. Not not really. My concerns is the World Cup. Mm. My concern is how many of these players have been doing so well that are going to go to the World Cup and then, play big God parts, forbid, yeah. God yeah. forbid, you know, nothing happens to them out there. I know. That's my I concern, know. mate. Yeah. That's well, I mean, concern. the only good thing about that is it's the same for for everybody oh, yeah. and everyone's dealing yeah. with it. But I understand where you're coming from. It's, it is a concern. But, but I mean, I, I guess mm. we cross that bridge when we come to it and just hope yeah, for the sure. best, don't we? But sure. but you're right. I mean, the, but again, the reaction, like you said, Neil, um, the, you know, we've, we've gone to go down or we've lost a goal this season, even when we've been winning or level or whatever. And our reaction has always felt last season has been quite negative. Um, mm. You know, you know, our, our reaction would be at that point, maybe to bring a Rob Holding on and drop back deeper and that kind of th- stuff or um, just fall back into our shell a little bit more and not continue to create. And I think that was such a good sign of the, of the changing of the team and the, and the, and the confidence in the team, and the progression of the team. That as soon as the, our goal was to, right, that's it. We made an error back there, but we've got to go and get another one. We've got to continue this because we're so much better than this team in front of us. And we did it, didn't we? The first time with the, with the Xhaka goal, which was a, Poor goalkeeping error, I would say. But again, you got yeah, the Jesus, Jesus right there to pounce, wasn't he? And Jacob, like what we've spoken about, Jacob, but deserved the goal. I mean, without hundred percent, really 100%. good to see. It. And um, I, I mean, you talk on the documentary, and he he comes across really well on the documentary, Jacka. I mean, is it, there's there's one point in the documentary where um, you know, him and Saka are having like a you know an in ingest argument, a little bit. I think there's some truth oh, yeah. there. I think there's some truth yes. there. I had a little bit of an argument 
or not, not an argument, just a debate on Twitter with someone that said, oh, they were just joking. I went, no, no, there's, there's some truths there. And, and I don't think that necessarily, but I think it does show Xhaka in a good light in a way. It, we know he's stubborn. He's stubborn. He's not going to admit to any wrongdoing as such, which is a negative and a positive. I, I really liked how Saka handled it, though. He was like, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. You made a mistake. <laughs> don't you start giving it to me because of four plays that got four parts yeah. that earlier. I was like, that's yeah, it, Bakayo, yeah. lad. Give him a little bit of back. But you know what? You could tell Xhaka took it okay. You know, he was like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm I'm here for this debate. And, um, you know, you blame me, whatever, and all this sort of stuff. But it was, you know, that, that I could tell they um, they probably have those sort of discussions quite a lot and things like that. And that is Granit Xhaka. But he does come across really well. I mean, whenever you sort of, you know, you 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 introduced it to the family of a player and that you know humanizes them even more i mean obviously you see all that on social media anyway but but um he's coming for a lot of criticism in fairness to him and i've been very critical of him never abusive but yeah me too me too um and you know he's, he's he's definitely no doubt about it he's got some character about him to to come oh out. he's got thick skin Jack. oh he's yeah got it. And oh I, I, I question about Arteta's ability to improve players over the last year or two, but Xhaka but was always s- the one that I felt yeah. he was doing that with. You know, he was, mm. Xhaka was always looking the best version of what Xhaka was under Vico Arteta. And again, Which about kept him at the club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he obviously um, thinks a hell of a lot of him. And uh, although mm. I still think we might do something in that position, there's no... Um, there's no question, you know, how much sort of faith he has in him. So it's great to see him get the goal. And then obviously they've got the second one, which we just discussed. For the fourth mm. goal, Neil, our fourth goal, mm. I mean, Martinelli again, right up there in terms of performance, could have been a man of the match without um, other players getting more goals and assists, etc. for him. But he, he, he wins the ball back for that fourth goal, if you watch yeah. it. He is the one. He's on, he's on the right wing on the halfway line, basically, winning the ball back. And then 10 seconds later, less than, maybe six, seven seconds later, he's pinging it in from the edge of the area with, his, the, um, the, with his left yeah. foot. <laughs> Which, to be honest with you, I don't know how many goals he's got with his left foot, but it's a fantastic finish with his left foot, wasn't it? Oh, it was perfect, wasn't it? Yeah. Just really accurate. Good. Just accurate and, well, unstoppable. Wasn't that, wasn't greatly powerful. It reminded me a little bit of that Odegaard goal in the, our last game. Chelsea. Against Everton. Oh, I thought you meant the one in preseason. Um, ever. Oh yeah, no, no. Oh yeah, last game. Very yeah. It just, it's like, it's like he hit it at slow motion, but it, because it was so accurate, no one could do anything, anything about, about it. it. And it kind of reminded me of that. It was just, I think it was slightly further out than Martin, Martin one, and it might have looked a bit harder. But oh my god, just pinpoint accuracy, and that shows me the sign of a very, very talented person, as we've always known that he is. Yeah. And if he can do things like that. And you know what? That's the other thing I'm glad of. Because I said, the only thing that um, I was worried about or concerned about, again, if you talk about concerns, was we know what Martinelli's got. We know what he can bring to the table. We know he does all the running, the hard work. He never gives up. But I just want to see some end product. But actually, he's got two and two. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Really we've got good. To, I want to see goals from everyone that up there. We're going to see goals. We've already seen goals from him. We've got Jesus who could have had three, but he's got two on the, on you know uh, to his name now. Um, and I want to see goals from. I want Saka to score a couple more, and and even Eddie. Look, I've, Eddie's with us now, and he's he's got the fourteen shirt, and I want him to. I want him to bag at least a dozen, um, if he gets the opportunities, of course. Um, yeah. And, and I think I think I think the way we're playing, the style that we're playing, he's got no. He's got no. He hasn't got had probably a better chance to do that in this setup now. He's got a great opportunity. He's got the play, creative players behind him. 
He's got great defence behind them. He's got no, no worries that he will not get chances. And so hopefully we'll see more because you always used to say that in the good old days, you'd have like so many players getting into double figures. And that's what made, that's what won us titles. Yeah. And we just don't have that anymore. And now I think hopefully we're getting back to that again. And that's what we need. Yeah, last two seasons, we've had 61 goals last season and 56 the season before. Wow. And wow. it's not, you know, under Wenger, generally, you know, at our, when we were hitting top four regularly, we were hitting 70 goals plus regularly. Oh, easy. Um, he had easy. one season where we did really well, but we were under that. But, um, you know, in his, in his top seasons, you're talking 80, 90. But, and I don't yeah. necessarily expect that, but we've got to be hitting 70 goals plus to have a chance. 100%. And um, I, I, I think we're ready to do it. I do think we're ready to do it. We're creating a lot more. I mean, it's the creation that you look at, right? Obviously, putting them away is fantastic. But in this game, you know, we, we scored four. We should have scored more. And that's really what you're looking at. You know, it's not. And that's what gives you the encouragement if you do lose something going back. And I'd much rather, I mean, I don't know. I haven't got the stats, but there wasn't many games that we won 4-2 last season or and things no. like that where we were just willing to go release the handbrake because we know we're going to, we're so deadly at the other end or we're so... Um, creative at the other end. If we do lose one, it doesn't matter because we are going to pummel them so much, you know. Whereas last season, when you lost the goal, you know, something in your heart sank a little bit because you're like, it's going to be so much for us to to muster up the chances to create enough to score again. And um, that's where we've just shifted everything up a level. Our line's higher. Our football um, is played much more in in the final third. Um, and that put that that puts them into a vulnerable. It's so fast, Jack. Have you seen this before? Did you see that one movement? It didn't lead to a goal, but oh my god, we were. Oh, I wish I could remember what minute it was in, so I could I could tell you. But we were just passing it around, even though we were getting into trouble. We were still finding our other player and kept the ball moving. It was almost like watching liquid. Yeah. It was beautiful to watch. I can't remember whether that was the first or second half. And I'm like, damn it, it's because I didn't watch the we watched the game. Um, but he was just such a joy to watch. And yeah. that's what, for us, that's what we want. We want to see this kind of football. It just took me back to Wenger again, watching that. Yeah, and the peak I area. I was like, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he's got, got this team doing it so early in the season. It's only a good sign, yeah. surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. And it's good to see some of the players um, that are making our squad look a little bit stronger, like Tierney, like Tommy Asu, like Smithrow, who... who I, I really like Smith Rowe, but the more you're watching the him. game, I'm going, he, you know what? He needs to keep himself fit. The boy needs to oh, keep himself yeah. fit. If he keeps himself fit, I don't think it'll be a problem. But, you know, when he's in and out of the team, because he needs to get minutes and the minutes will mm. come because Europe is going to be a really big thing for him, I think, as well yes. as other people. Yes. Because, you know, how, how are you going to get your minutes otherwise? But um, mm. that's going to be really huge for him. We're looking for a lot of things to come from him in Europe because... Again, you know, he's been in and out of the team and Martinelli's really made that left-sided position his own yes. um, now, which is which is great. That's what we want. But again, Smith-Rowe um, can't forget how good he is when he's fit. So hopefully he gets back and, and, and gets to finish. Sure, surely that must be frightening for other teams now, thinking, Jesus Christ, they've got Martinelli and then Zinchenko behind him on that side. That's got to be frightening for any team. Yeah, Surely, yeah, yeah, and currently our Europa League air left is Tierney and Smith Rowe. It's not a bad development <laughs> it's area. It's not is it? bad, is it? No, it's not bad. So, um, yeah, exactly. Just having that strength, strengthening that. But I really like the like you the combination of Zinchenko and Martinelli. I think Zinchenko just so, sits so high and tucks in a little bit. It allows Martinelli just 
just to, he can he can hold his position, he can stay wide, he can be a bit freer and, and move across um, and, and push himself onto one of the centre-backs like he was doing in the first half. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, 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 he's getting closer to the goal, which, which is where we want him, which is really, really good. Exactly. So I think, I mean, I well, the thing I came out of that game with was I felt we should have won by more. I was not disappointed, but I was watching it going 4-2 yeah. flat as them big time because they weren't in oh. the game. I didn't listen to Brendan Rodgers after the game, but he must have said something similar um, because they, they really flattered them. And I know they're, they're all over the place in terms of their recruitment at the moment and stuff like that, but they've still got some top players. I mean, Madison. It's not an easy team. No, not an easy team at all. No, 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 not at all. But, um, but and overall, just quickly touching on it, the, the, the weekend's been re- pretty good. You know, I mean, obviously Chelsea and Spurs. Drew, you always want Spurs to lose Germany, yeah. but they both drop points. Man, you were an absolute mess, which is beautiful to see. I've been continuous oh, forever. Oh, it's fantastic. I couldn't stop watching. I wasn't going to watch the game, but I had to leave it on for comedy value. So um, I, watched, I, just, I did watch the match of the day version of it. Yeah, it's great. It was it was even worse than the scoreline suggested, which was a, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing to see Ronaldo just walking around, going, "What am I doing here?" Which is amazing. Brilliant to see. Really good. Yeah, Think he's really going to go? Well, it depends where he goes, Neil. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he, my, my theory on Ronaldo has always been if um, Chelsea don't end up getting a Bamiang, um, uh, which is looking like they might, but if they don't end up getting him, I think they'll go back for someone like Ronaldo because they, wow. they're spending so much money elsewhere. They're basically looking for a cheap option up there and, well, a cheap mm. fee option. And I think Ronaldo would go there in a heart because I don't think he's got any loyalty anyway. So, um, no. um, so I, I could see that, but otherwise, I, I'm not really seeing many Champions League clubs coming in for a 37 year old on 500 grand a week. But, it's um, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I don't. A million a week. I think he's he's not quite realizing that not the game is passing by; he's still deadly. But um, but it's really hard for top teams to play with that type of striker now. You know, a striker yeah. that that waits rather than moves, and he, he's he doesn't you know create that sort of space and overloads and press that a lot of these top teams do you know but I don't know I think he probably will end up getting his move because he usually gets what he wants but mm. I hope he doesn't I, I hope he stays because if he stays he has to play and they can't do anything yeah. about it so for, for, for man you <laughs> um, to true. ruin him I hope he stays yeah I really does hope, I do hope he stays <laughs> which, would be, which would be fantastic what's um, the next game is Liverpool in it no what's the next game it is, is Liverpool, Liverpool? I think it might have been at Anfield, which is oh which could God. be could be brutal for him, to be honest. But um, hey, you know we had that terrible start. We had it um, last season, season. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. Mm. I do think they've they've got themselves a quite a good coach, you know, from what I've seen. So, you know, in theory, you know, that he will turn it around. But hopefully, he doesn't turn it around during either of our lifetimes. So that's the hope of it. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was good, wasn't it? It was good. It was a good weekend with you know. Only two teams with a hundred percent record. We're one of them, so you know you got to be. John's telling me it's a lot on that effort, two, the first two games. It's true. Last time we did that. I've looked up our record, and we've had a, we've had a pretty poor starting record for quite a few years. Gosh. Um, so two wins in two. I don't know. It's been a. It's probably been a while. Yeah. So um, hopefully that's a sign of of things to come. But. I thought, yeah, Jay, Jesus, just, I know you said Jacka, a uh, man of the match, but Jesus, Martinelli, Jacka were, were right up there. They were all three fantastic performances. So pick anyone you like from them. Um, just on, on the documentary, did you take anything away from the episodes four to six? Um, it was mainly about the Abamyang stuff, wasn't it, really? Mm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't really add anything to it because I think it, it's, it, 
it I, I didn't was I wasn't shocked by anything that I saw. I thought I thought it what I would probably because I think we'd heard so much rumblings anyway, so when I actually saw it visually, it kind of all made sense to me the way the way they did it. I mean I I I mean he was really left in the doldrums with regards to the training. He just he wasn't letting him training with they anyone. They weren't even speaking, were they? Uh, wow. It was just like, yeah, and I'm training all Abamian. It was the narrator, isn't it? It's the actor. He was saying, um, yes, and Abamian again, he's gonna find himself training alone. And that that was like I don't know, I thought, is that a bit harsh? I don't know. But yeah, God, some people it just, said, it, yeah. what, 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 what it showed me is Arteta really stood his ground. He said, he's not taking no shit. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, if you don't, if you do not fall in with how I want to run the club, and that includes punctuality, you know, showing your eagerness, especially, and he even said it, didn't he? There was one, whether that was the first three episodes, but as he was walking away, he said, you know, player on that much money and turning up late, not having that. No, he says I'm not having it from any of his players, but someone who's on the highest wage. I, he's clearly and, been and, doing it non-stop, and he. I mean, yeah, clearly, yeah, according to what yeah, exactly. is. Yeah, and I think what really pissed him off also was that time when he uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't get an approval for his leave, did he? He said, "Yeah, I know his mum's unwell, but he hasn't even got permission. He's gone ahead and gone and on did he not get?" Back. I thought I thought he got approval, but then returned late. No, returned late. That's it. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. He returned yeah. late. He did return yeah. back on when he, he showed up right. day. He didn't. Yeah. But, but I think worse than that, he didn't even let them know. He just didn't turn up. Yeah. Um, so so you know, in a way, you can understand the reasons for it. I just thought maybe some of the the punishment might have gone on a bit too long, and it was a bit harsh. You know. Not yeah. allowing because I think if you're not allowing anyone to train for that length of time, you know that that's it. That's the end. They're not going to play with this with this group of players because how can you just be stuck training alone? Expect them to be come back and play with a not group happen. of players which you've not even had any symbiosis with at all. You know behind the scenes. Yeah, it's amazing to watch it because Barcelona did us a huge favour because you're watching it and we didn't know the intricacies of how right much we didn't want the loan. Like I thought we yeah. would just take a loan. Well, I remember saying, just get him no. off the books. No. We wanted a permanent removal of him, which was really Kudos intelligent. Edu for, Edu. I think Edu, Edu for that. I think Edu's the star of it, to be honest. I mean, that's what I've said in the last few episodes. I, I'm watching it. I'm just thinking he looks like he's he's really clued up, really got his head screwed on. Really which we didn't think, club. did we, before the No, a lot of people didn't. And I think in that Aubameyang seat, they were a blessing in disguise, um, Barcelona. I don't know how they took him. I mean, look, they're six no, months into it. They, they're already trying to get rid of him now. You know, I mean, you can't argue with the decision to get rid of him. Maybe the, the way we did it, yeah, and I know what you mean. It could be. I liked it all, to be honest, because I thought, I was just watching it thinking, some people have said, you're only seeing one side of it and you're not seeing a Bamiyang side to it. And I get that. And obviously the documentary probably for certain reasons can't really show that. Can't. Um, you can't show a Bamiyang, you know, abusing Arteta in the club. I, I get that. But um, at the same time, there was other players that alluded to the fact that that this was kind of coming. I mean, I don't know if you saw some of the clips with Rob Holding, but he was like, yeah, so he's kind of showed up, didn't Did. show up. So the next morning, you well, know. Well, they're in the canteen. They're in the canteen yeah. chatting about it. Yeah. And the vibe I got from Rob Holding was, this has been coming because he went, I'll tell mm. you what, he said something like, Arteta's got some balls to go through with it, though, I'll tell you. Yeah, there was like that, something like that. Yeah, they were. <laughs> and I was watching that. And what I took away from that was, no, they've all been sitting there thinking this has been coming a little bit. I bet you if this had happened, this documentary when Ozil was still present, I bet you some of the conversations would have been like, 
about them in time, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So I, I agree with him fully. I get, you know, I couldn't believe, you know, oh, yeah, there I was no it, 100%. communication at all. It sounded like there was no communication at all between them since the arrival back. He was like, no. I'm done with you, which was amazingly kind of brutal. But but at the same time, I can't help but think Aubameyang played in for it. I can't help but think he wanted this all along because he's got previous Aubameyang. Tuchel yes. is currently talking up Aubameyang as being this, you know, brilliant. He, he suspended him twice at Dortmund. Yeah. As, yeah, the, as yeah. a manager, suspended for similar reasons. He did, do it at he did, yeah. he did, yes, yes. Aubameyang has previous throughout his whole career, just like Wendouzi will, previous throughout his whole career of just being basically, you know, just kicking up a fuss when he doesn't want to be at a club. And well, I couldn't well, you know think that. But I, I have to say, I like, I like, um, that tells me a lot about Arteta as well, the fact that he really, his most biggest concern is the club not the players themselves individually. Yes, they mean a lot to him, but if they'd start giving him shit, he's not going to take yeah. any nonsense. You see, we used to, we used to, would you, I, I know we, 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 we spoke, speak, spoken a lot about Mourinho, but I, I've, one thing I've always said about him, no matter what I think of him, he never, ever, he did the same, especially well, his early days, he did anyway. And he said it, he said, I don't care what the name is in the back of your shirt. If you're, if you're not playing well, you're out, you're out. And that's probably one of Wenger's fallacies in the sense that he kept persisting with players longer than he should have done at times. Um, if you remember, are you there? Are you still there, that Jack? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry um, on, carry and, on. And especially with Ozil, because Ozil was Wenger's first marquee signing, wasn't he? Big signing, money signing. Just never dropped him. Do you remember we used to say, God, yeah. sub him, sub him, sub him. We used to scream at the TV. He's had a really poor game. Please just bring somebody. But he never did. Do you remember? He never, ever yeah. did. And I think that's where I like. Arteta is. And again, I'm not sounds like I'm criticising Wenger now. I'm not the man. I've got these, got these the genius. Sorry. I've, 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 I'll digress. But um, no, he is, Arteta he is. doesn't take, doesn't see, he's not going to take any shit. And that's no. what I like. He has got the club's goals. His focus, his vision comes first before anything else. And yeah. then, yes, then he will manage the players behind that vision. And if anyone gives him any shit, and I think that sent a message to the rest of the players as well, that, God, this guy means business, we better, you know, yeah. we better do what we need to do, what we're paid to yeah. do. And so, it must have him, not on eggshells, but thinking, because it was only no, a few months that. before that he's hugging oh, Aubameyang and the new contract and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And to, to be able to turn it that quickly is, is that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's got to have them all going, well, none of us are safe, you know, if we don't, keep our act together you know no he's got that balance he's not eggshells I know what you mean if, you, if you're if you that much of a disciplinarian in any job I mean I'll be, I've worked for bosses and you're kind of like it's just they, they don't make it in a good environment at all it's like I, I feel like I could at any moment they could explode at me or they could send, give me my B45 I don't think it's quite that it's just got no. the balance like look because if you look at him if you look at him throughout that documentary you know even when we've lost he'll still go and pat them on the back or just touch their head so come on, look, next game, next game. Yeah, You'll have a go with them, it. Then you go, next game, next game. He's fair with it, exactly. So I think I think you're right. I think the Bamming must have really pushed it. Really yeah, pushed him. Like, no, that's it. That's the big end. time. Yeah, big time, big time. And I, I agree with his decision. And he's so opposite to Wenger because Wenger was so loyal, right? And so allowing, oh, yeah. especially if he felt applied. But I, I do think... He got to the point where I think he was really clever with it because I think, you know, if we if he'd done that a year prior where we just won the FA Cup, it, you know, he wouldn't have had 
he wouldn't have had, have had the backing of the probably of the board. And it was really interesting to see the board being like, well, we don't really back what he's doing at the moment, but if he says it's for the good of the team, we we believe him. So we, we, we're yeah, going to back him. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Because Edu, they, they said something to him, didn't they, in an interview? Like, um, is it easy to back your manager? And I, and Edu went, not at all. And I, and I was like, no, wow, yeah, how honest is it. that? Do you know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, oh, and I was I had to re-listen to it. I was like, oh, I see what you're coming from. And um, and, it, and that was the same arguments I was kind of making on, on Twitter. I was like, how can, you, how can you do this when you've just been one of the, biggest proponents of giving him the 350 grand contract you know you must have huge backing to be able to do this and while right. whilst I agreed with it I didn't agree necessarily with the the contract being given out but but that was that was amazing to see that and, and to mm. see how that sort of um de- developed how much backing I'll take for it but when would have been the opposite when would allow him but he, he became dispensable oh, yeah. Bamiang it was no coincidence that three four months before that we were all watching it going Aubameyang shouldn't be starting for this team anymore. I don't know who should be because we don't have the players, but whether it's Lacazette or it's Eddie or we put Martinelli there, it shouldn't be Aubameyang. Like we are, wait, we are going to be better without this guy at central strike. We all said yeah. it on the podcast. If you listen back, yes. Yes. we said yes. it for months before that incident happened. Yeah. And Arteta yeah. knew it, and he knew he was dispensable, and probably knew that he had the backing of the squad. That if he did it, timing's everything. I think with it. Really mm. interesting. Really interesting. Parts of the documentary, I was like fascinated by those two episodes. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Really good. But really. Did you take anything that. else away from it so far overall? Yeah, other than well, those were my two takeaways. Really, Abamyang. Um, you know, I back pretty much Arteta in that Abamyang incident fully. Um, though I didn't realise it had got to that degree in terms of their personal relationship. And then I, I just felt Edu came across fantastically well um, in the in the whole thing especially in that win- transfer window even though we didn't have a great window in terms of no incomings and stuff he like that I just felt his bollocks off didn't he yeah and he's really personable with the players like that meeting with Martinelli you know people just coming into yes. his office and chatting with him and him talking about family and stuff like that so that takes you back to a bit of the Wenger days you know where Wenger yeah, becomes yeah. really personable with the players and you know they talk about him being a sort of a father figure and stuff like that father figure yeah and um, I really like his relationship with, with Mikel Arteta I think that's brilliant you know i mean so you're the- happy with what's going on at the higher levels then you're you're coming i, I am you know even josh i yeah. mean you know but cronkies i'm not going to go i mean i get where the cronkies about to stick they've made a lot of mistakes you know the super league mm. for stars um and stuff like that and i think that but their biggest mistake to me was always who they employed you know like or no oversight for who they employed so they left them there for a long time so we've gone from you know um gazidas to 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 row to spend Mislintat or Mislintat and and you know and I'm like you understand you're going to make mistakes but the, the ability to act and change it wasn't quick enough for me mm. but but you know in the last few years you can't argue with what they've been doing in terms of the backing Edu and Arteta and, and they'd have to have been pretty strong Neil to because there's been points where you could, it would have been very easy to remove a rookie manager in the last few years and that has to come from the top to, to a degree to be like, well, no, we're going to continue to support him, you know. And I think I think they deserve a little bit of credit, a little bit of credit. I don't, I won't give them full credit yet because we haven't achieved anything, but but a little bit yeah, of credit sure. in terms of certainly in terms of the backing, Neil. You know, I mean, it, it, we've not been massively successful over the last few years yet, and we haven't sold well at all yet. We've been really well funded, you know. Mm, true. Like, you know, so I, I can't help but look at it go and. 
John will come back to me going, no, that's not no, not their money, Jack. I'm like, yeah, but that that's the case for almost all owners. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know you can look at the money not going in, and but they have to they have to approve that. There's no no one releasing fifty million on no, White without them approval. Them, yeah. yeah, you know. Correct. So I don't know. I quite like the fact that Josh, who, who seems a bit more wanting to learn about the the legacy and the history of the club um whereas you know his dad doesn't seem to want to be involved at all so no no uh, no so, and i've never really been that fond of, fond of his dad but i never really had you know josh as such he, he comes across okay to me you know not massively fantastic but he doesn't come across terribly he comes across at least being willing to learn you know and and take something in not like he knows it all and just like hey i do what i want kind of thing like if you ever watch the glazers being interviewed for a, a man you it's night and day i mean seriously it's mm. not we could have it a lot worse is all i'm saying like oh, I don't yeah, think they're the no, best no, I, I, but we could no, have it a lot worse i'd no, say that much no. I definitely think I, that i think i i think josh could it could could it could change things from 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 an ownership point of view he could do it if he wanted to and he could do it very easily yeah. And he could, and, and and even if all of that is a little bit false on the documentary, I hope it isn't. I hope it's genuine because he yeah. did come across. Even I've got to say, look, I've got to take my bias away for a, sec- for a second and think. No, actually, from what I saw of him, he was quite personable. Actually, he's quite nice. Yeah. He's a quite nice person, to be fair. And if he, if 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 that's genuine, I'd just like to see him more involved. And that would that would you know really yeah you want to see him the about the place more yeah yeah if he, just if not he, small if, thing. He, if he if he starts appearing a little bit more at the games and maybe he's, he comes comes just does a couple more interviews goes a bit more public with a few things maybe attends a few of the you know when they do the uh, the, the, the meetings with fans ST stuff uh, with it yeah you know I, I then I I I think yeah I think the fans will start warming to him and adhering to him so let's see let's see. But you're right, yeah. it could be worse. Actually, that is a good point. I've never thought of it like that. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, so. which isn't the way you should look at it. You want the best for your club. But no, I still think they've got a lot no. to prove. But I'd oh, say yeah. over the last couple of years, I, I, I can't even, the good or the bad on the pitch, I can't throw back at the owners as much as I used to be able to. That's basically used what I'm to. saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know the, the cronky out stuff. I, I, to a certain degree, I understood all of that. But um, yeah. I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm at a stage where I, I, I'd, be, I'd be saying that at this point. But, you know, they've still got a lot. Well, to you do. can't see a protest happening now, can you? you can't no, see it. and of course, results play into that and how you're looking on the yeah. pitch. But yeah, but there's still a ways to go, and they still, you know, got to prove that it's not just a temporary oh, thing yeah. to yeah. to try and you know build some some rapport back with the, the fan base. Yeah. But but you know they're, they're doing some 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 of the right things. So let's hope so. Neil, before we go, um, we have got Bournemouth mm. next week on Saturday away. You know, mm. they, they had a really obviously mm. they got beat by City, but not many teams are beating City anyway. So, um, but they had a really good result against Villa on their first game of the season. I don't know a ton about their their, their, their team, but but mm. but so I think Scott Parker's their manager, and he's, he he seems to get teams pretty organised. So, um, won't be an easy game, I don't think. But um, but we're ready and we're confident. So, what's your thoughts? What's your predictions? What's your first score? Yeah, I think I think uh, we can't. We, my, my only worry is complacency. Let's not run away with ourselves. That's it. So as long as we don't do that, as long as we keep our feet firmly on the ground and keep our heads, could be level-minded, and don't run away from it. Pretty much as you alluded to with the the Rams, you think right at the beginning of the Leicester game, maybe just keep focus for ninety-five minutes or wherever it is. I think we'll be fine. But I think it's not going to be a, a, a walk in the park. So I'm going to go a little bit more conservative for change. So I'm going to say two 0 to us. I think we'll keep a clean sheet though. Yeah, two nil I'd say. Two nil. Yeah, uh, first scorer. First scorer. Uh, 
I want to say Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Again. Like it, like it. I'll go uh I'll go two one and I'll say first score uh Saka. Need to get him on the board, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know he had yeah, that yeah. defective one against Palace, but I don't think he got given it, did he? So be nice to get oh, him. Yeah, on. that's right. Yeah, goal, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. It was a little quiet in, in, in this game, looked a little bit sluggish. I mean the heat again must be a factor for a lot of the players, but Oh um, god, I didn't even mention that. That was huge. I mean I I gosh, I was thinking, how are any of the teams this weekend gonna Cope, but we've done all right, didn't we? Yeah, well, the water Coke's breaks helped okay. I don't know. We scored just before oh. the water break as well, which was nice. Yeah, so that that was good to see. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Saka's got a got a. I just, I still worry about his being overplayed. I just really yeah. worried. I think we need to get we need to get someone in that position. You still thinking um, we still thinking we'll get what well, we got? Um, oh, couple of weeks now. Couple of weeks now. Yeah, um, yeah, two weeks basically. So two would be. Two would be great, but I, I can see one, actually. I don't know. I might be wrong. Yeah. I, I, I think so. one minimum. Well, the way he talks, um, Arteta, is he's certainly not like we're done. Um, and, I mean, he could be saying that and then we don't get anyone in, but he, he's talking like there's definitely movement. And I also think the way we've kind of been quite um, willing to just remove players for very, very small fees or loans just to get them off the books is probably a sign that we're trying to clear the decks to get more in. So I would still at this point be, I might say different in a week, but at this point I would still say we'll get two. One. But I, oh, two? Wow. I, I, I would still say we get two, though I am struggling to see the room for it. But but put it this way, <laughs> if, if, and Nelson's out for two months, which could be a factor. Maybe that stops it because he probably would have been sold in the next two weeks, I would have thought. And he's got one year left on his deal. So it leaves us in a predicament where we're probably going to have to just let him go on a free, which of course we're masters of. But um, yeah, of course. But, but, but I still think Niles will go. I still think Bellerin will go. I still think Runnison will go because he's basically off the books anyway. So that's three. I think if you get Pepe off the books, I think we'll get two in. I think if you don't get Pepe off the books, it'll probably be one. That's yeah, basically what I'll yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think Pepe will go down to the last couple of days. I think I think we'll be waiting for someone to take him on. It'll be like an Aubameyang situation where okay. you're, you're waiting. I think if we get, that would be my prediction. If we get Pepe out of the books, we'll get two. If we don't, we'll get one. But I think we'll definitely get one. And I think it will probably be that that sort of central midfield area. Mm. Though. though, if we get one, you'd like him to be able to cover right wing too. There is a couple of players that, that can do both. I don't know if okay. we'll go for him. There's, I mean, there's one at Leon that I've been saying we should get for a while. But Who's that? He, um, Lucas Brazilian again plays for Brazil. I mean, wow. to be honest, Neil, if you get him, we'd have a front three that could well start for Brazil in the World Cup. Uh, that's how, wow. that's, uh, unless Rafinha wow. doesn't, Rafinha usually starts. But Paqueta is the guy right behind okay. him. If he's to cover, but he also plays central midfield. To be honest, his main position is central midfield. But he does play on the right side quite a lot. He's a, he's a really good player. But the rumor is that he is heavily linked to Man City as well. So, oh. so, um, so we, we may not, but we've been pretty heavy, not in the last couple of weeks, but we were very heavily linked to him in, about a month ago. So um, he would cover both, which would be perfect, you know, cover both positions and that's one player and that would, wouldn't necessarily need the two yeah. players, um, which would make sense because yeah. we're not necessarily looking for, maybe we are at the eight, but the right wing, we're not necessarily looking for the starter, are we? We're looking for, 
the rotational option, the player that can give Saka's legs free, maybe even give Martinelli's legs it. freedom. This is it. You know, so it's it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Like, who do you sign? You can't go and get... A, it was, Rafinha would have been odd, to be honest, because Rafinha would have had to start. Um, I'm not sure we're looking for that type of player. We're looking for someone to to come in and rotate the minutes. So it, it, oh, it will sure. be quite interesting to see. I don't even know who our target is. I don't I, don't, I wouldn't know who our target yeah, is. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of names yeah. going about, but nothing concrete. So I'll go one, but two if we get Pepe off the books and then in a week, let's see where we're at. Maybe we do something this week. I forgot there is only two weeks left of the window. I mean, that would mean, you know, maybe you do see, hear something in the next week before we record again. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it will be interesting. But, I think Pepe's, Pepe's the key. I think you're right. Pepe's definitely yeah. the key. Was he in the squad yesterday? He? he was in the squad yesterday. He was. He, he was, but he doesn't come on. No, he was. Yeah, he was right. on the bench, but he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't come on. And no. I, he posted on Instagram two or three weeks ago saying, "You know, big season ahead for Arsenal." And I'm like, he he knows he's not going to play. He he wants to leave. There's no way he wants to oh. stay. He just doesn't want to lose oh. his 140 grand a week wages. So that's why he's saying it. So yeah, of course, we'll end up having to probably loan him and pay off his wages. But we'll. I think we'll do it. I think we'll do it. Why wouldn't you do it? You yeah, I think I, th- I think they've yeah I think they've they've, they've managed to sort out getting rid of uh, Deadwood and getting rid of players which aren't going to feature long term. So yeah, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll take still, the hit. I've got more faith. I've got more faith in this uh, the backup the the backroom staff now. I definitely yeah. have them before. Yeah, me too. Look at us two games into the season having faith. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Unbelievable. It's all the unsettling. Faith, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. I, I usually am do done know? by this point, but. You were already finished. You're already finished before. Your, your your highlight is the bloody transfer windows, mate. I do. I do love them. Well, not under winger, mate. Under winger, I didn't even take no, much no, notice I'm, of it. But under Arteta, he talks such a big game in the transfer window, and and he backs it up. To be fair, so he talks it. Winger would be like, no, nah, I don't think we need anyone. And, we're, and, yeah. and he prob- we probably wouldn't get more than one or something like that. Or if we no, did, it would be crazy. someone you didn't you didn't know anything about. So it was hard to look into, but. Marteta's like pretty open about it. He's like, yeah, 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 we're going to gonna get more in. Top players. Yeah, Can I just say one more thing? Can I, uh, for the game on against Bournemouth, just want to see a bit more of Odegaard. I think for yeah. me, he's one that's been slightly missing in the last first two games. Slightly like, unless that's because yeah. Unless it's because the other players have been so damn good up front. And he's like, yeah. he's almost becoming consequential, but he, he can't become inconsequential. He's the captain. I want to see got a bit to be key to it, yeah. I do yes. think he's going to be big. He's going to be. He's got to be big. This he's out. He's a one for the output. We need a little bit more from him yes. in the final third because yes. I think everything between the boxes I like a lot with him. Real, real life. Hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's things so to work on. on. Still things to work on. So that's that's good. Which he uh, said. Which to be fair to Arteta, he said it. Yeah. He said it after the lesson. He said, he said, "Yeah, great result, but there's still things we need to improve on." So great. Yep, yep. Jesus but walks they, on they, water. I might do as for the name of this podcast. Yeah, my dad, Jesus walks on. Wanted to call it crucifixion. I said that might be a bit much. No, no. Go, no, Jesus no, walks no. on water. Yeah, um, that perfect. works for us. But um, Neil, fantastic. We'll come back after Thank the you, game. Hopefully, yeah, with three rings on the bounce and we'll see top of the league. Just keep our fingers crossed. Um, oh, it'll be amazing. 
Thank you to everyone listening. Pure, we had some really good feedback actually on the Purely Arsenal FP Twitter page last week, considering we hadn't been around for a month or two. And um, so we appreciate that. Everyone that comments, we try to get back to you. Um, if we don't get on us and on, on the YouTube page as well, I know Neil and, and James are really good about doing that. So, um, yep, yeah, we'll be up on YouTube, um, Purely Arsenal. Just look us up. Um, but every one of us are on Spotify and on podcasts. You can see our ads on the Purely Arsenal FP page if you want to have a chat with us. We always love talking about the Arsenal. So, so keep it up up the Arsenal. Three wins on the bounce hopefully next week and we'll be back after. Come on again. Okay.